Lord Jesus, we want to see you this morning and ask that you would increase our faith, set our hopes, our hearts, every aspect of our lives on you. We pray for your glory and in your name. Amen. Please be seated. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. And when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, He formed the man from the dust of the ground, and He breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make a helper who is just right for him. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her, so she took some of the fruit and ate it, and then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were opened, and suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. The Lord God saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of every living creature, male and female, to keep them alive with you. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and stored away as food for you and for them, and Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark. Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. The Lord said to Abram, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. Then the Lord God took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you'll have. And Abram believed the Lord. 
And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. And when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. But the angel of the Lord God called out to him from heaven, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. And Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is a birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some little stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left So Esau despised his birthright. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph said to his brothers, soon I will die, but God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob. One day, Moses led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him and a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. And then the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into the good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. 
Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind, and it turned into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. By, the, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Moses called all the people of Israel together and said, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. After the death of Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Then Joshua warned the people, if you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. But the people answered Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua dismissed the people, each to their own inheritance. Then the Lord raised up judges to rescue the Israelites from their attackers Yet Israel did not listen to the judges, but prostituted themselves by worshiping other gods. How quickly they turned away from the path of their ancestors who had walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. But they kept testing and rebelling against God most high. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made him jealous with their idols. Then the Lord awoke as from sleep. He beat back his enemies. He put them to everlasting chain. And he chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheep pens. From tending the sheep, he brought him to be the shepherd of his people, of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands. He led them. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to all the people in Judah and Jerusalem, again and again, the Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets, but you have not listened or paid attention. Because you have not listened to me, I will gather together all the armies of the north under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, whom I have appointed as my deputy. I will bring them all against this land and its people and against the surrounding nations. 
Then after the 70 years of captivity are over, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished you and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. The Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Surely, He took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. All this took place to fulfill What the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to his son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him, yet to all who did receive him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision, but a, or a husband's will, but born of God. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. Jesus called them together and said, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. And the written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? And with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. On the first day of the week, Very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wandering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living Among the dead, he is not here. He is risen. And that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. And suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And they were filled with joy as they saw the Lord. And again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Then he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. 
And then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses to these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Therefore, let all of Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For in him, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on a cross. 
He died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. After this, I looked and before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb, They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where do they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white by the blood of the lamb. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes." The great dragon was hurled down. The ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled down and his angels with him. And then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. And they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Amen.